2: Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach
1: other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bike Radar Podcast. My name is Simon Von Bromley and today I am joined by my colleagues Warren Ruster and Ash Quinlan. Now today we are going to talk about a subject close to my heart Shimano's venerable 105 R7020 group set Ash has just completed a group test of bikes with that group set and has some rather interesting thoughts but before we get on to that how are you Ash I'm very well thank you yeah how are you Yeah really good really good obviously I had a little had a little week off last week had a little break but I've come back raring to go back on the back on the computer back on the bikes Loving it. On the content train, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what have you been up to recently? Other than group testing 105 bikes.
2: Uh, well, yeah, the, I've, I finished that group test a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and I've got a few more products on the go. Some wheel sets, some tyres that I'm testing at the moment, which uh, you'll see that see the light day at some point soon. Um, yeah, just keeping busy,
1: really. Keeping on top of it. Very good. what we like to hear. And Warren, how are you? I'm all good. Thanks, mate. Great. Any, up to anything interesting at the moment? Uh, I mean, I've just finished a... Uh, a kind of
0: mid-range, mid-price gravel bike test, which interestingly has GRX um, six hundred on a couple of the bikes, which is Shimano's effectively one hundred and five equivalent for gravel. Also, um, quite a good group set, in your opinion? Yeah, I was really, really impressed with it. I mean, I had both one by and two by versions of it in the test, and you know, they really didn't put a foot wrong to the point where it's one of those things we think,
1: do you need anything more than this? Maybe something for another podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Anyway, we'll go straight into the uh, the kind of group test now. Ash, uh, tell us about this group test. What was the kind of aim of it? And what did you find?
2: Well, um, yeah, so the, the aim of the group test, um, obviously, we've already said we're covering 105R7020. Um now each bike had that group set on it um and I suppose if you wanted to give it a title it was a 105 bikes group test um but the the principle wasn't to necessarily review 105 um because you know that's been done before we've you know it's been the group set group a group set sorry for the last what three or four years now yeah it's, possibly, it's been like, it's been, been out for a, for a while. while yeah um and what's been said about it has been said about it and we know it to be a very good bang for buck group set. Um, but this was about showcasing what, what consumers, what, what, you know, bike riders could, could purchase at the moment with that group set attached to it. Um, so there were a range of bikes in that, we had a, a lightweight racer. We had, we had a couple of endurance bikes in there, um, and, and a varying, you know, varying price points as well. So, you know, we, we started around, 1700 pounds or well at the moment that's 1700 isn't it and (laughs) uh and up to about 3200 pounds i think um so a good range of bikes that that have ostensibly the same group set on it and it was about investigating that and working out You know the what the appealing charm, you know, not the appealing charm, the enduring charm (laughs) of of 105 mechanical was, and uh, just digging into that a little bit because, of course, in the last year, uh, we've seen updates to 105 that haven't included mechanical.
1: Yeah, that's right, isn't it? And and as as you kind of alluded to there, Shimano recently released a 12 speed uh, Di2 version of 105, but the kind of mechanical version of uh, 105 as well as Ultegra and Dura-Ace as you're probably aware have kind of been a little bit left behind and it's kind of unclear whether Shimano is still sort of officially supporting these it looks like they are considering as you yeah, say we're getting yeah. them on 2023 bikes but it's, it's kind of you know I think some of us are worried that uh, mechanical 105 might be the next thing to disappear a little bit like mechanical Ultegra and mechanical Dura-Ace now I, I suspect you wouldn't be very happy with that Warren I think um, the, the issue I have with the, the
0: the split that Shimano seems to have come up with between Di2 and mechanical now um, is actually creating a, a, a division in their own ranges. So, you know, if you – and we're not talking about cheap bikes anymore. You know, back in, like, 98 when, you know, Shimano's brought out um, 5500 105, which was kind of the first 105 where you went, wow, this is good. You know, this mm-hmm. this competes with its, its own higher – brethren and there's an upgrade path um now that upgrade path has been shut off because one's Mm -hmm. 11 one's 12 so literally nothing's compatible so it's there's no there's no immediate step up so if you're buying a two thousand dollar two thousand pound bike you think oh i can change this i can up up, up and up and up this but at some point it's going to be a big expense if you want to go any higher on the group set and 105 di2 i've used a lot you know, there's, there's some stuff upcoming. There's a, you know, I've, I've, I've done a video recently with 105 versus Rival Axis. And the, the overreaching thing with 105 DO2 is I don't think it quite lives up to 105 Mechanical's reputation, mainly because it's expensive. Mm. You know, look at the retail. I mean, I, I know you can't go on retail. Pounds,
1: yeah. but, but you can these days. I think we used to say that all the time, right? But I think actually retail prices are generally what people are paying now. Yeah. Mm. But then if you look at the comparison between... Sram's offering rival
0: rivals significantly cheaper. You can buy rival all, all the bells and whistles, including the power meter, including wireless blips, and it's still cheaper. In fact, Sram okay. Force Axis is cheaper than 105. So, 105 Do2 isn't that kind of. I think we can all agree that 105 Mechanical is the everyman's group set. You know, it's the perfect group set for riding your bike 365 days a year. You can race on it. You can do everything on it because it's that good.
1: Mm.
0: And 105 Do2 is that good. It's just not that cheap.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, for me, that was the kind of the major disappointment of the kind of 105 Di2 launch. I think, I, you know, I haven't ridden the group set yet, but I'm sure the kind of performance is as good as Ultegra Di2, Dura-Ace Di2, because, you know, they use similar motors and internals and, and parts, but but it is, it is expensive. I mean, it, it's kind of tricky to know. I, I think, I, I wonder if SRAM... If if they were you know re-releasing Red and Force and and Rival now, whether the prices would be more expensive given inflation, but of course it does. Is that really relevant to a consumer who looks on yeah. their website and sees mm, the yeah, prices? Right. But what I think it the is. thing with SRAM is
0: that when all of those groups that were, were released, apart from Rival, there is they were significantly more expensive. It's just they made significant cuts. You mm. know, Force Axis is. I think now it's getting on for twenty five percent cheaper uh, official RRP than from when it launched. Mm. So. Saram, which is unusual in today's age <laughs> it's yeah. but it's kind of that thing the SRAM group seem to seem to have a sort of thing that they're doing at the minute you only have to look at the pricing of zit wheels you know the latest generation of zit wheels
1: mm.
0: are getting on for a thousand pounds cheaper than they were in their previous iteration i mean and it's kind of you know and i've uh, you know i've written about that i've, I've spoken to them about it and it's all about the manufacturing costs have come down so we're passing that on to the consumers socialists gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you mentioned that you mentioned there like you, you know we we kind of you know, within bike radar see uh, the current kind of 11 speed mechanical 105 group set as the kind of every man everyday group set every woman i should say every person group set um but what is it ash about that group set that kind of makes it that it, you know what what Specifically about its performance and price, all of those things add up to make it, you know, just a real sweet spot.
2: Yeah, so there are there are there are lots of objective reasons as to why it's you know sort of the bang for buck group set that everyone's bought in the past, or, or many people have bought in the past anyway. Um, but for me, when I've ridden one hundred and five um, R seventy twenty and seven thousand as well, you know, the rim brake variety of the mechanical group set, I've always found it to deliver. You know, nominally, ninety-eight percent of the performance of Altegra and Durace that sit above it. Um, all, all of the the shift the shifting performance, the the, the clarity, the the um, the efficiency within it within the system. Um, you don't feel like you're being held back. Yes, there's a weight penalty to it, but as we've discussed multiple times on this podcast, you know, weight is not the be all and end all, especially for for most riders. You know. You know, aerodynamics would play a, a stronger f- a factor in, in performance over a long ride, for example.
1: right? Yeah, and if you're talking about a rim brake group set or even the kind of mechanical group sets, they're actually they're not that heavy. You know, no. I'm pretty sure 105 mechanical disc brake is lighter than uh SRAM Rival ETap, for example. Now, you know, obviously it's the, you know, they're not they're not kind of the same thing. But if all you cared about was weight, then you know that that is something to consider.
2: Yeah, and you know i i'll confess that i i've spec i've spec my the bikes that i've bought in the past i've spec either with ultegra um over 105 and mm-hmm. i've been willing to pay the premium because i feel there has been a slight difference and i i feel like i could feel that and then in a in a in a in a rage of um i'm not sure what to call it but uh, <laughs> a bit rush of blood to the head i also upgraded that to Dual race as well so i now have a mechanical rim brake our 9100 group set on my on my Canyon Ultimate, and I did that because I wanted you know I wanted the experience of those group sets. But if I'm if I'm really really honest, really honest, where you know whether it's you know hydraulic braking versus versus rim brake, you know cable rim braking, or you know whatever it is with the 105 group set, actually it performs 98% nominally as as well as any other as any as any other group set that Shimano makes. Um and that's that, that's kind of where I've I've fallen on it in the in the last in the last couple of years, to be honest. Does
0: that sort of echo your feelings on it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean one of the bikes that I bought a fair few years ago was actually a, um was a, the first kind of regen of the Canondale Synapse, the one that had the power pyramid um C hu- the the hole hole yeah, tube. Yeah, which was really nicely shaped for opacity.
1: Treco Cannondale uh... <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 and um, well, that one um, I, I tested it and I made it bike of the year, and I was so impressed with it, I just ended up buying it. And I upgraded and upgraded and upgraded that bike. So you know, carbon seat post, carbon rail saddle, carbon cockpit, um, a set of very expensive Aero wheels, and the last thing I ever changed on it was the one hundred five group because I just simply couldn't fathom why I wouldn't would change it. It just worked so well. Mm. You know, it was only kind of when. Things were, you know, beginning to wear out and that sort of stuff, and I had the opportunity, and eventually I ended up, I ended up upgrading it to to, to Dual Race. But in some instances, I wish I hadn't bothered. You know, I quite like the idea of having the most expensive one hundred and five bike in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Buy. It's Wonderwater. What makes Buy so great? It's simple. From Raspberry Lemon Lime by Sydney Sweeney to Zambia Bing Cherry and Palavo Pineapple Mango, Bai has antioxidants, electrolytes, and no artificial sweeteners. So, for flavorful hydration, choose Bai. It's Wonderwater. Learn more about Bai and discover all of the exotic, bold flavors at drinkbuy.com.
2: I, I quite like the idea as well. Slightly differently to that, I quite like the idea of riding a group set that's suited to my abilities, as opposed to me feeling that I'm not getting the most out of this group set. you know, I can I can lose, say, half a kilo of weight fairly easily through through whatever you know, like two weeks worth of just eating slightly more carefully than I do anyway, mm. um and then go into an event, and I've saved that those 500 grams. Probably having eaten a little bit less and therefore spent a little bit less on my on my food, um, so save money from that point of view. But also, you know, for, for having the same performance when I go out and, and ride whatever event I'm riding, whether that's you know, so in this case, 105 to Tegra. Um, so historically, it's never for me. It's never been a. It, it's it's never been the deciding factor. Although, I, you know. Like like a lot of people, I did have my head turned by the weight figures and want, <laughs> wanting to have the lightest group set because why you know why wouldn't I if that's yeah pitched as being the key marketing you know factor yeah
1: of it? I, I, th- I think for, you know I, I think I'm kind of similar uh, to you Ash in the sense that uh, this latest you know 105 R70 or R7000 mm-hmm. R7020 that that's the generation when I got into kind of 105 as well and and I and I had you know was sort of touched on the history there I think you know. Back when I got into cycling around 2010, 2011, 105 was the kind of group set you'd see on thousand pound bikes, you know, like the boardmans, yes. that yeah. sort of thing. And 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 I had uh, I think 105, 5600 or five yeah, five six hundred on my first road bike. Um and then but then I upgraded to Altegra 6700 because the kind of the step up seemed worth it, you know, yes. at the time. And I kind of stuck with Altegra because that was the budget racer's choice, right? Mm. Um but then, when I got my uh, giant TCR long term test bike last year, it was my first opportunity to try out the kind of this generation of 105, and actually, it's it's really good. And I and I think one of the key differences as well is that this generation of 105 looks really good, and that that wasn't always the case before. I mean, the kind of five eight hundred version didn't have the same the group set, and especially the hydraulic <laughs> uh, shifters, which were very bulbous and over yes, oversized. Yeah. It, it didn't have the same elegance as Dura Ace uh, nine thousand, did it? No, not at all, not at all. And the one thing I would say about 7,000 as well is the
0: actual finish is really hardy, mm. and that's why I've really, really been impressed with it because, mm. uh, you know, on a few of, this, shall we say, the, the more premium group sets, they look second hand really quickly, especially like a crank set, like, you know, getting like a heel rub on the, on the crank arms. But fifty seven hundreds I mean, sorry, 7,000 series just seems to be so much mm. tougher finished. I you know, I'm not sure why that is, but... Um, it, you, you know your bike looks fresher for longer basically I
2: can, I can confirm a good portion of my R9100 dura crank set is, is silver now as opposed to black <laughs> mm. um, and you know it's because the treatments are uh, probably because the treatments are lighter um, and they're more susceptible to wear and you know Shimano's probably expecting you to swap out you know spend even more money to swap it out and keep it bang up to date and fresh and you know the race remember is a, is a racers group set so as soon as it starts to look worn and so on it's not great for the sponsors therefore they'll swap it out anyway um but that's not the case for most people who are buying bikes. Even even if getting out your your best bike, it happens to be dual race. It's not, you know, it's not the be all and end all. Um, we don't all have that that level of uh, that level of financial firepower to throw at our bikes, right? As much as we would love to. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, you know, if if we're kind of saying that one hundred five R seventy twenty is the kind of like bang for buck performance performance benchmark, you know, is there any reason behind you know beyond you just want something nice to kind of upgrade. If you you know if, if 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 our listener out there is riding 105 and has been, you know, kind of looking online at the new generation of 12 speed yep. semi-wireless or wireless group sets, you know, is there any reason to upgrade in terms of performance or anything if anything else? Whilst you take this one? Well, I think, you know, I'm a big
0: advocate of electronic group sets, really am. Um and what I really like about them is the sheer lack of maintenance you have to go into, you know.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, I've got Generation 1 integrity Di2, which is where you had to tape wires to your frame and, you know, heat shrink connectors and all that sort of stuff. And so it's a bit of a, you know, a little external battery that, you know, was like a little half brick that sat below your... <laughs> yeah, your yeah, uh, we all remember uh, that. ...sat yeah. below your bottle cage. Um, <coughs> and I've never had to do anything to that, group. I've never had to adjust it. I've mm-hmm. never had to you know, I've never had to sort out chain lines. I've never had to do, it, it literally just left it alone. Exactly the same with, you know, I've got you know, my own Giant TCR has got first generation SRAM Red ETap on it. That group done 12,000 miles. I've changed the chain. Mm. And I've never had to make an adjustment to it. And so it's just that. And this but the latest generation, you know, especially now Shimano have introduced Bluetooth onto their electronic groups. The fact that you can update firmware, that you can record lots of interesting metrics, and there's you know the, the sort of expansion of it, the, the kind of the, the space it's it's moving into now, having that much more connected thing, it's just, um, I think it's quite exciting. You know, I mean, I, 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 until I was started running like you know the the Axis app, I it I never became a consideration to what gears I was using, how long mm. I was spending in them. And if I'm riding with a power meter, it will show me the power I'm using in each particular gear. So from that, and after being, a, you know, riding road bikes for uh, over 30 years, I've actually been able to look at it and go, I use too big a gear because I'm putting up too much power. I can be riding much more efficiently. You know, and I never would have known that without having those, those metrics, you know, yeah. you know, and seeing how many times you change gear and which gears you prefer, it all helps and all that thing like cassette choice. And, mm. you know, it's, um, so I think, um, it depends on how deep you want to go into things, but I just see it as a sort of, it's a brave new world and it's really kind of interesting and exciting. I mean, I think if you'd have been an early adopter, like the first generation DI2 or or first generation e where none of that was available to you, you know, first generation DI2, if you wanted to make a, say, a firmware update, you had to take it to a bike shop and they had to have a certain connector that fitted onto it you and know, it was like PC only and it was like a DOS program and it was kind of, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of, it, it, it was like, I'll just leave it, shall I? You know, whereas now, the fact that it's all on your phone, yeah. you know, things like being able to like trim your front mech whilst riding with an app on your phone is insane. You know, from somebody who's spent far too long, you know, playing around with, you know, tension screws on a front mech and trying, to, you know, just trying to eliminate some noise. You know, with the fact that I can now do it just by tapping, a, you know, tapping a touchscreen is is immense.
2: I think. I, I I tend to agree with Warren, although I've got 105 D02 being installed on my on on my own bike right now, so that we can do a run a full review, top to tail, um, and you'll see that probably around Christmas in the new year time, because I want to rack up some mileage on that on that bad boy. <laughs> um, but I I, I sympathise with with people who enjoy running a mechanical group set. Sympathise. Um, <laughs> Uh, empathise sympathise empathise maybe <laughs> you both pity uh, them I pity them I pity I'm so sorry I'm so sorry no 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 I empathise I empathise yeah. because I I also appreciate the, the click feel of a of, of a of a of a of a well set up mechanical drivetrain um, is it better is it worse that's down to personal opinion and probably objectively it's probably not quite as fast or as good as Warren has as well put it's just you know it's for 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 a lot of people, I reckon that cycling is an analog sport, and and mm-hmm. and the digitization, You know, we could talk about power, we could talk about head units, and and how that you know maybe saps the soul of the sport and so on. But wherever you sit on that, if you enjoy riding a mechanical group and you enjoy the feel of that, then I would feel, you know, I would feel aggrieved that I don't have a ultimately I don't have a twelve speed option open to me. From the Shimano stable, when it, there's always been parity. Well, I say always since Di2 arrived, there's kind of been parity between a, a you know, a mechanical group set and a, and a Di2 group set, and rim and disc brake as well, um, and that that doesn't exist anymore. So by by default, I, I could understand if someone felt that they were they they had been sort of relegated in in Shimano's range in some mm. way and felt pressed into somehow pressed into upgrading to di2 so i, I would empathize with, with with that viewpoint and i i kind of feel that pain a little bit myself
1: yeah it, it's tricky i think it's because you know as we kind of said at the start the, the kind of cost difference between the mechanical and, yeah. the, and the electronic equivalence is just so big and that makes it uh tough and, and i but i think was his point about there not being an upgrade path is really interesting actually it's something i hadn't considered and yeah i suppose like if you you know if your bike does have 105 mechanical right now yeah maybe there isn't an upgrade path and so maybe at some point you're going to have to consider you know do i keep running this forever or do i swap to something electric or maybe even jump ship to campagnolo or something it's just kind of always been part of you know sort of part of my kind of
0: riding dna whatever bike i've ever owned from being a you know from being a you know a, a kid and buying you know buying my first persia carbo light <laughs> after a summer job you know cleaning out cleaning yep. up the pigs on a pig farm you know um it's just that bike i bought as good as i could get but my thing and ever since it's always been when something like wears out on the drivetrain so the rear mech starts it's got too much play and that sort of thing you'd step to the next level up so it would be a 105 bike and then i'd buy an ultegra mech and then you know if you had a spare few quid you could Change your front mech to a Tegra. You end up with this kind of mixed, yeah, you know, yep. mixed drivetrain. And you know, or end of year sale, you see there's a chain set going cheap. Oh, oh, I'll have that. Or a mate selling one. You know, so, yeah. so being able to just do that mix and match thing. Now, I think that's sort of that's being taken away from us. You know, um, as I say, we, you know, we're 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 all sort of speculating that that mechanical from Shimano is not going to move. But you know, I, I really do hope that they've worked out a way to. to to have a 12-speed mechanical group.
1: What would you like to see then, other than to kind of 12-speed? You know, if 105 11-speed is so good already, is it just a case of adding an 11th cog and and you know making the kind of cassette ranges a little bit uh, you know more refined, like they did with the Di2 group sets? Or, exactly. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. And and things like the um,
0: introducing server servo wave to the braking. You know, because that is that's probably the best thing about the, the Di2 group sets. You know, something that they carried over from GRX and. It's it's like somebody finally went, you know, if we're riding road bikes, we spend ninety percent of our time riding on the hoods. Why don't we make the braking on the hoods as good as braking from the drops? And that's what that's what Silver Wave has brought. And it's you know it yeah. it absolutely is the biggest step up. You know, new generation twelve speed Di2 in per- sheer performance terms, in shift quality and speed and everything, is minimal compared to the old 11 you know i've got both mm. and you write them back to back and i know they'll say oh you know the, the front shift is 25 percent faster but when you're talking about a fraction of a second 25 percent of a fraction of a second it's, it's imperceptible you just go oh that was slick you know and that's all that really matters you know so i think it's when you get those real proper tangible benefits and that's what i'd like to see them bring down into the into the mechanical side of things
1: would we still want to see
2: rim brakes I think it'd be nice. Whether or not it's a, it's a commercial, uh, a viable commercial line for Shimano to go down or not is is another thing. Because most bikes are built with disc brakes. Um, you can't, you know, you can't you can't buy very many rim brake bikes at that level mm. at this point anymore. So whether or not they just continue to to make uh, the the eleven speed calipers and just continue to market those or you know potentially rebadge them That's also another option that Shimano could go down as well uh you know the fans of this trickle down technology you know proponents or inventors of trickle down <laughs> technology you know you could just see what you know 11 speed 105 get rebadged as tiagra and that's your next tiagra launch um and you know wh- whether another group set fills that vacuum or not is a is another thing um i don't know whether shimano will or won't for sure um i know what i'd like to see i would love to see i would love to see a 12 speed um, a 12-speed 105 um, group set arrive, mechanical shifting group set arrive. Um, and yes, I'd like to see a, a rim brake variety or a non-series rim, r- updated rim brakes that, that would work with that with new shifters as well. But I mean, I don't, you know, it's probably asking for too much if you know if I'm being honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tricky. You know, we our uh, wonderful editor, George Scott, ran a piece on what we want to see from um, GRX. In the next generation, we had a few comments from people, sort of, I suppose, looking at the mountain bike side and saying, you know, but even Dior is Mm. 12 speed now. You know, why, you know, why can't we have 12 speed Tiagra? You know, or you know, so maybe, is there is there something? Should we be asking for more? Do you think what else? If you know, if you if you could dream, you know, do, do we do we want you know better hood shape on twelve speed mechanical one hundred and five, or you know, is twelve speed enough? Should Shimano be bold? Could they take one hundred and five in a different direction? Well, what I think
0: you know with all Ul- and Jura-S, I can't see them developing that any further with mechanical because There's just no market left for it. No. Um, mm. you know, uh, and the same really can be said for rim brakes. I'm sure Shimano were going to continue making rim brakes, but they'll probably become a non-series part. Yes. You know, and let's just hope that that non-series part comes from, you know, carrying on production of the Durase level rim brake or the Ultegra level rim brake from a couple of years ago. You know, so it's still a premium product, not, you know, not something from the middle or to the lower end. But I think 105 should be 12 speed because 105 is that first competitive bike purchase, and the great thing that 7000 Series does, I mean, which people often forget is you can get the 7025 lever Mm. which is much smaller built for small hands so it's built for juniors you know and so that to me shows shimano caring about bringing through new riders but again if they cut off that you know i've got i've got really really good bike but to get a bit more competitive i need to step up and you can't without a much much bigger outlay i think they really need to be having a 12 speed option
2: yeah, it's, and for me as well, the the point around you made earlier, Simon, the point around sort of cassette spacing and 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 sprocket spacing, um, the extra ratio would make a small difference to that. But actually, you know, having having a wider range, you know, it's thirty four and thirty six tooth cassettes now, isn't it, on the yeah, on one hundred and five on right. one hundred and five Di two? You know, the gapping in that is fairly substantial, even with a twelfth sprocket. So I don't think actually closing up the ratios necessarily is. is the way to go you know you can't buy an a, an 11 to 28 to 12 speed cassette if i'm writing thinking um which which would which would close things down a little bit and make it like a, a really strong and you know race almost a racers group a racers cassette but you know it, it, it just it just doesn't isn't made instead chamando has prioritized widening the ratios which means you know you're going to have that gapping doesn't necessarily change you just get an extra ratio in between
1: yeah i think I, my specific point was there was that um the kind of current, say the current eleven to twenty, eleven to thirty-four cassette on Shimano One Hundred Five is not very well spaced. It, the, the progression is very linear. Whereas I think for the new generation of Di Two group sets, they kind of stole a march from SRAM by making the, so t- the kind of bottom of the cassette much tighter and then having bigger jumps towards the top. Now yes. I think that works much better, mm-hmm. and I think I would really like to see that on a Shimano mechanical. Uh, 105, and maybe like you say, like even a kind of 1136 cassette to kind of reflect that fact that gearing is just kind of getting slightly easier across the board. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree. Like, I, I want that 12 tooth sprocket, even though I can't really tell you why.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's yeah.
1: I've, I've, if someone I've else agreed. has it, I want it. I just you know want it at a, a price level that's kind of yeah, as you say, a more appropriate for you know the kind of everyday person. I, it, you know, the kind of the reason that I, you know looking at the kind of 105 Ultegra Dura-Ace, I think if I'm buying it for a race bike, can I afford to replace it? You know, if, I, if it's a Dura-Ace derailleur, yeah. no. If it's an Ultegra derailleur, I probably could, but is the performance difference between a a, a 105 rear derailleur or front derailleur and, and a kind of Ultegra one noticeable? It's kind of really hard to say that it is at the it's, moment. It's mainly weight. Yeah. yeah it's just it's weight. Just yeah. a bit of weight saved. So. And most of the weight savings is is in the crank set with yeah. the current generation of 105 anyway. Um is Mechanical 105 R seventy twenty though. I'll ask you this, this separately. Is it is it still worth investing in on if you're buying a, a, a brand new bike today, Ash, with all of the things we've talked about, is it still a group set that you would consider?
2: Yes. Absolutely I would. Um it's still it's not like with the ad, with, you know, the the advent of 105 DI2 that suddenly 105 mechanical has become a worse group set um it hasn't it's the same group set it ever was and we rated it incredibly highly at the time you know the time when we reviewed it um now sure you could say comparatively uh that DI2 is you know marginally better for the reasons that we all understand but but is it worth the extra money that you're paying for that um and you know most bikes these days another thing as well is when i when i when i when i bought you know my bike i it could only be routed with mechanic, you know, mechanically rooted. It couldn't have a Di2. I had to choose which drivetrain I wanted and then stick with it for life, essentially. Now, if I went wireless, that's a different thing. Um, but you know, I kind of had to choose that in the past. These days, you know, top-end bikes will come with, you know, really top-end expensive bikes will come with, you know, only only rooted for wireless wireless electronic group sets um, potentially or semi wireless but you know most bikes that i've just tested and bikes that you know there's there's a trek in this you know carbon trek um a canyon endurance aluminum bike uh, a giant contend aluminum bike and a and i'm forgetting what the other one is a scott a scott addict um uh, carbon bike as well and and each accommodate that mechanical group set perfectly you know really really well um so i i kind of i i just think that if you think there's a pathway upwards that you want you may want to go to di2 in the future just check with the manufacturer that you can move over to sort of semi-wireless and i would suspect that in most cases you probably can if they can sell that bike you know in, in in tiers upwards with that group set then you probably can um but yeah if if that's where you need to start from because you know you have a certain budget and that's what you need to stick to. Um, it is the, it's almost, it's almost still the perfect entry level platform for a performance bike, in my opinion.
1: How about you, Ozzy? Is it mechanical? Would that still be for you or is it electronic only from here out? Um,
0: I, it, it all depends on the bike, really. You know, I mean, I've still got, I've still got mechanical bikes, right? you know, I mean, I do own too many bikes, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I've still got mechanical bikes. I've still got rim brake bikes. And I must still yeah. ride them. So, but I do think that the, The parameters have been changed for for bike development and bike design. You know, it's kind of, it's the same argument for disc brakes against rim brakes. You know, there are going to be no new rim brake bikes designed, Mm -hmm. you know, from the big manufacturers, from the more cutting edge brands, because they have basically been unshackled by the rim brake, you know, being taken away. It's freed up aerodynamics, it's freed up tyre width, it's freed up so many aspects of of bike design that we can't go back. And I think it's the same now, especially now that, that DR2 has gone semi-wireless because now the bike designers and developers and the engineers haven't got to think about where they need to put holes in the frame because mm-hmm. now you don't need to put holes in the frame. So that's going to change things as well. So I think mechanical groups are always going to have a place. It's just if you want to step up to like pro tour level bikes, you're not going to be able to. Yeah. If you want to stay with mechanical, it's it's going to, it's, it's becoming a sev- second division level of, of of bike design, you know. But manufacturers have still got to hit price points. So there's unless Shimano, SRAM, Campagnolo, you know, with with access, with Di2, with um, you know, with all of their uh, electronic... EPS, EPS, yeah. yeah <laughs> right. so I, kept, I, kept think, I kept thinking go Power, and I was like, no, that's just <laughs> um, uh-huh. um, unless they sort of come together and go, actually. Yeah. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna rocket these prices downwards. Um, and I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence of whether that's going to happen or not. You know, it, 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 as we mentioned before, with SRAM putting force out there for like a few years and then dropping the price significantly, if they do the same to rival, mm. it could potentially come in at 105 mechanical money. Yeah, she which might would have, then be, a... Yeah. <laughs> and then Shimano would have to react. Yeah, um, and and you know, sort of game over. But as it stands out, at the minute, if you want to buy a bike between. A thousand pounds and three thousand pounds. There is no other choice, and there's, and that's not just because of Shimano's incredible market share. It's just there's no other choice on performance.
1: Yeah, it's kind of everyone else has kind of vacated that segment almost, haven't they? Yeah, well, I mean, one
0: hundred five has been so
1: dominant, so mm. strong, and so good. I think all the rivals out
0: there have gone. What's the point of fighting? Sure, you know we're not going to win. You know it's the it's the Man City of, <laughs> of mechanical group sets. <laughs> I think Jurasek might be the Man <laughs> City of
1: mechanical. Who would? Who would? Uh, maybe there. Oh, that's. Sort of, I'm not going to bother. No, the the, the listeners, the <laughs> listeners, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of broadly with you. I think if I was, I, I, I think you know, I had, I hadn't thought about it before, and now, you, now you said it was. I, I think you know, your point about there not being an upgrade path is is tricky, and and perhaps would. Would prevent me from buying a 105 bike unless I was kind of you know decided that I was just kind of happy to be a bit dead ended at that point point. and you know it's not as as we've kind of discussed it's not a a bad place to kind of be dead ended but it but it does mean at some point if you're ever looking to upgrade you know I, I think I think Shimano has officially discontinued. Dura are ninety one hundred and Ultegra are eight thousand. If I'm right, yeah. I haven't really
0: checked in on it. I mean, I'm still, I'm still getting bites through with
1: mechanical okay. Ultegra aren't? Oh, it? So maybe not then. So maybe there is, still, but there, but at some point, presumably those will be mothballed. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I, I think you're probably looking at the there'll be no further development, right? Because why would they? I mean, they, this is not. Um, it all f- feels like it, it's sort of like a new, but mm. actually, it really isn't because. I think on like the 2010 105 which I think was um, fifty seven hundred, that had the same problem because that was ten speed and Ortega and Joyer had both gone eleven. So again, you, you felt like you had been cut off. Mm. Um, so when fifty eight hundred came along, like twenty fourteen, went eleven speed. We were all jumping for joy. It's like hey, it's back. We can you know we can up spec bikes again. Mm. You know, so it's something they've they've done and they've always reacted properly to it. So maybe
1: they will this time. I certainly hope so. That would be nice. Be good something to write about, wouldn't it? So it would it'd give, it'd give, it'd give us fuel wouldn't it, for the fire. Yeah. All right. Well, if Ash, if the the lovely listeners would like to uh, read these this uh, latest group test, where can they do so?
2: They can do so in Cycling Plus Issue 400, uh, which is out at the end of this month
1: as we record, which is November. And it will also eventually be available on the leading multidisciplinary cycling website, BikeRadar.com, as well, won't it?
2: yes it will yes uh you you'll get uh the individual reviews for the bikes yes but they, they'll they be on the site um and and probably a little bit more detailed as well on bike radar we can waffle a lot longer about bikes uh whereas uh <laughs> whereas cycling plus has to stick to a, a a a number of words on on the page so uh
1: yeah, yeah we get a bit more flexibility better there. sub-editors on cycling plus <laughs> yeah that's
2: what i'm saying that is exactly. sorry what I'm gary
1: if you're listening that was a <laughs> a, a helpless dig um Will you reveal a winner now, or do people need to need to buy a copy of Cycling Plus to to find out? Well, you
2: won't find out the winner if you tune into BikeRadar.com. You'll see the reviews, but you won't work out. You won't know who the winner actually is officially. You will need to buy Cycling Plus in order to work that one out.
1: Well, or find out that.
2: (laughs) It's fairly obvious. You don't have to do any work. Well, that should be
1: (laughs) that should be reason enough. Well, thank you uh, very much, Ashley and Warren. I think that's been a really interesting discussion, and I hope you have found it interesting too. If you do have any thoughts or comments, please do feel free to leave us a comment on the article on Bikeradar.com when this is posted, or you can send us an email at podcast at Bikeradar.com. Always love your thoughts and feedback. And if you would be so kind to leave us a review and a rating on your podcast platform of choice, that would be much appreciated as it really helps us. And until next time, thank you very much. Thank you.